Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and Happy New Year to everybody listening and or watching. I hope everyone had a great Christmas or uh, whatever holiday you celebrate and uh and i hope that uh new years went well and uh and yeah hopefully this year will be just as good or better uh than it was last year um now um some people might say that i am pre-recording this they'll be right but i hope that i will have had a good christmas as well but um but yeah so getting to this episode um I spoke to developers Hanging Gardens Interactive. Uh, last year, they released uh, their game called Sonority. Now, I spoke to them again live uh, way back last January um, at the big adventure event. So hopefully I can speak to more developers at this event again uh, this year. And um, and they spoke to me about their, yeah, their musical puzzle game, Sonority. Now, I know when people think music puzzles they think really hard but uh really hard puzzles that you need a musical ear i'm looking at you missed but uh, in this game uh they told me uh all about how they were trying everything they could to make this game as accessible as possible so you don't need to be a musician you don't need to have musical ear and even for people who are hard of hearing which is great to see that the developer told me that um i believe it's uh you can resolve uh, all but two puzzles, even if you are hard of hearing in this game. Uh, so we spoke a lot about accessibility and about this game, the world that uh, you'll find yourself in this game, a world full of music and uh, and all about the game as well. So it was released last year, it was released after our interview, so you can buy it now. Um, but more on that at the end of this uh, episode. So yeah, uh, please enjoy my interview with Hanging Garden Interactive. I am delighted to be joined uh, as part of the big adventure event uh, hosted by HitSense, the publishers of, amongst many other titles, Inspector Waffles and many other games. Uh, I am delighted to be joined by Ralph from Hanging Gardens Interactive, and you are working on Sonority, which is being published by, is it Application Heidelberg? Who have Application made... Systems Heidelberg, exactly. Thank you. And they have made only great games so far. They've published only great games so far. So uh, I've noted that this game will be another great game that we can add we, to the we list. We hope to not break the streak yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be kind of awkward if uh, if anyone was the one who broke the streak. Like, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of like, you know, the Marvel movies, like which one is going to be the one that does badly? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, from what I've seen and heard of this game, I don't think it will. I think, uh, you know, we were talking that this uh, a lot of people are already interested in streaming this game and in finding out more about this game. Yeah. Um, so I'm delighted to have you here, Ralph. Um, thank you for joining me. Before we talk about uh, Sonority, your game, I wonder if you could let us know what your, uh, well, give a brief introduction about yourself and what your favorite uh, adventure or narrative or puzzle games are. Absolutely. So um, I'm Ralph. I work at Hangons Interactive. Um, I do a lot of producing there, but obviously we're such a small company that we all wear many hats. So I, I do a lot of uh, in-engine work as well. Uh, voice. Um, well, I, I work with the voice actors, um, wrote, co-wrote the story with my uh, good friend Vili. So yeah, that's kind of my, my roles. Cool. Uh, what are, what about your favorite, favorite uh, adventure game? Favorite games in general? So um, about n narrative games, I really like um, the like new wave of Firewatch kind of games, where it's almost like mm. watching a movie, um, and there's a lot of deep storytelling and just amazing voice acting in there. Um, also, the the old Zelda games um, did that very well in, in a, a lot of depth, um, just just in a in a different way, so a bit slower and a bit, a bit less involved. Um, but I also enjoy like really subtle storytelling, kind of like the Dark Souls um, vibe where like everything has kind of a backstory, but you aren't like pushed to actually um, experience it. You kind of have to look for it yourself. 
yeah so you seem to like more like a lot of exploration type games where you can explore a lot like well absolutely. zelda of course <laughs> yeah absolutely Which, um so yeah so i um, think you're getting sorry go ahead oh sorry i had a bit of a lag there i think uh, the irish internet again <laughs> <laughs> german german one isn't better <laughs> not much at least <laughs> So yeah, um, I I do I do uh, enjoy. I cut you off there. Yeah, I do enjoy all, all kinds of games. Um, I'm lately I've been very into like narrative focused games though. So um, I do enjoy a puzzle here and there, but um, the narrative for me is like the the big thing. And I also obviously worked together um to to write the story of Sonartia. So it was very helpful to just play a lot of narrative games and and see what others did. So so you can do well yourself hopefully. Yeah, so you you mentioned uh, Firewatch and uh, other games that you know exploration games or walking simulators. Although I don't know mm -hmm. if that term is uh, is a you know negative term for those games. I love these games myself as well. Yeah. Um, but I suppose we can, I suppose we could chat before we go to your game Sonority, which I believe is like a it was a musical based game as well or musical based puzzles yeah, but we, we, we call it a music puzzle adventure game which is a mouthful but um, <laughs> that's that, that, that's kind of what it is really yeah well well before we talk about that because uh, the interesting thing about firewatch and walking simulators is is that they're not usually i guess puzzles in those games there's a lot of exploration and narrative focus yeah now some mainly traditional adventure game players would say that for them an adventure game needs to have puzzles and they don't like maybe those games because there are no puzzles to speak of uh what's your opinion about as a game developer um do you think an adventure game needs to have puzzles or can it still be classified an adventure game if there's many just exploration and story i feel like the the term can be used pretty broadly um mm. I feel like a lot of games could contain adventure and, and it, it can range from something like Dark Souls, which is very, very close still to an adventure game for me, to like the, the other extreme of like the, the actual walking simulator stuff, like like Journey, for example, I think is a is a good one for that. So I, I do think that it can be used very broadly and then we have we have we have so many subcategories that we might as well uh, use yeah. them, right? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I mean, these days an adventure could be anything, you know, from The Walking Dead to Firewatch to Her Story, yeah. uh, Disco Elysium. Term. It's, <laughs> but I mean, I think for me, the main question is, you know, is the game good? Would I enjoy it? I, I think a definition is good uh, so we can see what games are similar. Like, oh, if you like Monkey Island, you might like Broken mm -hmm. Sword and that kind of thing. But then I think we can be too limiting with the term as well, that we mightn't uh, see other great games that are being made. Yeah, and Steam does a relatively good job of that with tags, because you, mm. you you can have like a, a ton of different tags. So you can really like dial in what the game's essence is and what it is similar to. Um, so that, that that helps a lot as well. Cool. Um, well, then uh, about your game Sonority as well, uh, which we've mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, how, well, first of all, how did you guys set up the the studio then, and how did this game come about? Yeah, so um, kind of the origin story is that... Um, <laughs> yes, it's like the, speaking of Marvel, you know, the origin yeah, story exactly. of a superhero. <laughs> so someone got bitten by a spider. No. <laughs> we, um, um, it all started with the idea that um, came from the mind of uh, Willy, um, who also founded the studio initially. Um, he had this idea and then did his master thesis about the idea and did a bunch of research how you could do it and what you could do with it and um Willy and i have known each other other for i'm gonna date myself a bit but it's <laughs> it's, it's it's been like 23 years or something and i'm not oh, super wow. old so most of yeah. my life i've i've uh really has been like one of my or the the, the best friend i've ever had so um when he like came to me and asked me, "Hey, do you want to like join and, and do this?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, <laughs> why not?" Um, and we have uh, we've had the great luck to um, to meet uh, Vlad, who is our three uh, D artist and whose beautiful art um, is in Sonarty, and he's been just uh, wonderful, um, doing absolutely grand work. Um, the studio uh, is now currently these three people, but we've been bigger. 
Um, we at, at our biggest point, I think we've had eight people working on Sonarty. Um, some of them still like students doing internships with us, and but some of them also just um, uh, programmers and and other people. Um, so we we have we've had the the range from like eight to to three people who are now the core team and and still working on Sonarty. Cool. And how how long has it uh, taken you to to work on this game? The studio was founded in 2019, um, so it's been a good. Well, it's it's been two years of actually like bug, <laughs> buckling down and actually <laughs> developing the thing, and a year of like inspiration and and other stuff where we've not worked full time on it. But it's it's been at least two years of actually full time development. Okay, that's cool, and. Um... So, so then about uh, the game itself. Um, so we had the origin story of the studio. <laughs> uh, what can you tell us about the game, about the story? Because you mentioned uh, that for you it's important to have a good narrative uh, mm -hmm. in the game, the, the game that you like. So I can imagine the narrative is important uh, in this game as well. Uh, so what can you tell us about the game? What's the story of the game? What can what can we expect? Of course, without spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 start off talking a bit about the the mechanic, which is like really sure. the, the the unique thing um, about Sonarty. So as I said, it's it's a music based puzzle game, which might sound weird at first, but what you do is you combine notes, as you do in music, to melodies, okay. and these melodies then solve puzzles. And obviously, as you do, you have multiple puzzles in a single level. And all these melodies that you solve the puzzles with then develop into like a big song. So that's basically the soundtrack of the game, right? You you unlock the soundtrack of the game by puzzling through the levels. And um, that that's kind of the, the rough um, mechanic description of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... Uh... Uh, so we're seeing some of the video. I played a little bit before the um, before mm -hmm. our interview, and I'm seeing, and it looks gorgeous. We can talk more about that <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know of many. I mean, I know we had discussion on our Discord about uh, you know m music puzzles and that, mm -hmm. um, or different kinds of puzzles. Um, so that uh, is might be a stupid question, but are you guys mus musicians as well in the team? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, we we all love music. We've we've all been been playing music forever. Uh, Willie and I had a had a band for a short while there, very unsuccessful band, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, um, Vlad also plays plays guitar. I've I've been playing drums for forever. Uh, harmonica, like all, all kinds of stuff. Willy plays piano and, and bass and yeah, so we're, we're pretty musical, um, the, the whole team. So yeah, it, you don't, um, and that, that's also a big disclaimer I have to make here. You don't need any musical theory knowledge or anything of the kind. You don't need to have like perfect, perfect I was about pitch. to ask that as well. <laughs> None of that is required. We, what we want to do with the game really is to to bring music closer to people who are just like listening to songs and not really thinking about what's happening. We really want to to take those people who are interested in puzzle or adventure games and say, look, look, th th this is what music is made of. Like, right, the, the, these are the building blocks of the songs you hear and what you hear every day on the radio or wherever you go. And this is how music is made. And you can do it as well. Like that, that that's the big thing. It's not like some elite thing. You can make music as well. And that's that's like the, the goal for, for sonority. Cool. So you don't need like a, a degree in, uh, I don't know, music, or you don't need to be an experienced, <laughs> talented musician. Um, I mean, it'd be fine as well if, uh, you know, different games for different people. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of sounds like, you know, like general puzzles that would accept with musical notes uh, this time. Yeah. Uh, from, from at least from what I understand. Yeah. So um, we uh, the the mechanic um is 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 based on like a really relatively simple mathematical thing, right? You need to like raise objects, you lower objects, you rotate objects. But then there's also the aspect of rhythm we we have in there. So we have a, a clock that's always going in the in the background, like a metronome thing. And um, everything in the game, Esther and also the, the mechanics, move at that pace. So you can sometimes move stones around, these music stones that store the notes, and you can delay a thing going up and down. So you have like this 
this rhythm aspect of it as well. So on the one side you have the the melody, but also also a rhythm aspect. So it is, um, yeah. We we think it's it's a pretty cool spin on on a like normal normal puzzle mechanic. Yeah, no, I can just say that from the little that I played at the demo, I didn't complete the demo, mm-hmm. but the little that I played, no, I am far from musically, <laughs> I, I'm musically challenged, I would say. I love music, <laughs> but I can't play a note. I'm not creative with music. Yeah. But even I was able to, you know, to play the game and, uh, you know, get get through at least the small part that I played. <laughs> so we've, um, we've had very good feedback from, from people yeah. who are not musicians at all that, that they <laughs> can still do it, no problem whatsoever. I mean, if there if was such a thing, I'd probably be like an anti-musician, an anti-rhythmic. When I, <laughs> when I dance, I, have, uh, I, I invent my own rhythm. <laughs> so if I, if I could play this game, then I think absolutely anybody would be able to play it. But, um, but no, it sounds fascinating because I don't, um, I don't know many uh, other you know, games like this. You know, there's no other music. But I believe there was another game about Mozart maybe released a few years ago i don't know or about, so, about yeah, one the, of the, these. the one that's uh, on the where you have like a stage in front of you i think um i yeah um th- there's been a bunch of like music and and rhythm games um out there but i think we are really the first one to combine like um, a strong narrative with like mm. the, the the puzzle and the, the music side of it yeah, well, I don't know. Purple the rapper had, I remember, had a good uh, narrative, right? Yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> no it's uh, d- definitely, definitely true that this this game certainly seems uh, unique from what I what I can see. Um, I, I suppose then, with uh, I mean, you, you got the music yourself, so I, I guess you don't need to uh, get out, you know, to outsource the music. Then it's yourselves who are playing the music, which yeah, it's <laughs> it's all done by house. Yeah, and then. You know, regarding feedback of the player to get the, the puzzle difficulty just right, um, I take it uh, you need like a lot of testing, you know, for people yeah. maybe for musicians and for people who are not musicians as well. Yeah, we've um, <laughs> we've done a lot of play testing with Sonarty from the early stages on, actually. So the first play test was like almost two years ago. And we've all, always had a questionnaire checking, like, how musically inclined are you? Have you been playing piano for 20 years or have you never even touched an instrument? So that was very important to us that we get the the, the balance, the, the puzzle balance right. But that doesn't even mean that someone who's like um, an amazing musician will instantly solve all our puzzles <laughs> um, because there's also quite a lot of logic involved um, in in solving them. Um, so yeah, we, we've done we've done a ton of a ton of playtests with a ton of different people. But by now we've I'm cer- certain we've had over three hundred like actual playtesters, and from, wow. from all, all all walks of life we've had like sixty um, year olds and we've we've had like twelve year olds. So everything in between as well. That seems like a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot of people. Um, Corona has actually made it slightly slightly easier to to get people to do uh, online testing. And Discord is also a great tool. We've um, we've done a lot of testing with my former university and um, other uh, unis in the UK, especially that have big Discord servers that are really interesting in in helping people like us out. So, very grateful for that. that sounds great. And where did the idea come from? I guess I mean I know you said you were musicians, you were in, in a band, mm-hmm. and where did the idea come from then to make a musical? inspired game with a, with a strong narrative yeah so uh, i i can't directly speak for 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 willy but um i i think the initial idea really came out of the the strong like need to um tell people that music is not something that's very elitist and in germany uh, mm. our music lessons in, in school are very so this is like CD and, and, and you, these are the notes and this is Mozart and this is Beethoven and they're all great and they've got <laughs> done this, 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 and it's very dry. Um, and mm. we really want to introduce people to music in a, in a very different, in a very fun way. Um, and um, you don't even notice that like you actually um, know the difference between uh, like a, a C and a D after, after playing the game for a while, right? So um, I think that that was the that was the um, inspiration and the yeah that cool to so to try and make people 
uh, as you say, who are not musically inspired to, so that we can enjoy music as well, or enjoy creating the music in the game yeah, as well. Exactly, which, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so then um, about uh, the story, what can you tell us about mm -hmm. uh, the narrative then? Because, um, you know, I know it's a musical inspired game, yeah. but then what, what can you tell us about the, the narrative and the world we're in? Yeah, so in Sonarty, we didn't want to like save the world uh, in the story. That was that was very important to us. Um, it's still, even though we've worked so many hours on it and and it's been in development for a long time, it's not a, a huge a huge game. <laughs> we, we 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 expect a playthrough time to be like obviously it's a puzzle game, so it really depends from anywhere mm. between like five, six, six hour range. We we don't know that yet but um that's about what what we expect so we really wanted to um focus in on a, a small slice of life kind of story so you will uh be playing esther um our main character um uh, a teenage girl that's on a quest to to help her friend the bear batama so so that's that's the setup of it and okay um, on her journey, she has to like overcome adversity in form of puzzles, reluctant friends, hostile anthropomorphized animals. Um, yeah, um, all all kinds of of stuff. Um, and obviously, she'll she'll collect instruments, learn how music works, learn how music in this our world and the rockery is actually magic, and what she can do with it, and what others have done with it as well, because. Um, the place where Sonarchy plays, the Rockery, is a pretty melancholic place. Um, not a lot of people or animals live there anymore after something that happened in the past. You'll also get to, to know that place very well and get to experience what happened there. And we have a bunch of different uh, ways and means of, of conveying what happened there in the past. So um, at first it starts off very lighthearted, gets a bit melancholic and uh, then hopefully we also have a, a bunch of um, moments of humor that kind of break up the gloom. <laughs> yeah, no, it certainly looks, um, you know, really, you know, really interesting. As you mentioned, it looks very colorful, but then you mentioned it'd be melancholic then as well. Um, and in this case, I'm curious as well, how do you go about writing both the story and the puzzles? Because I'm from what from talking to other developers um i know that it's one challenge is to make the puzzles fit the narrative mm -hmm. and uh, especially since he's mentioned the narrative is you know important for you and in this case having musically inspired puzzles which i know the music is part of the story itself uh but how did you go about fitting both the story and making sure that uh, the music-based puzzles in the game made yeah. sense to the story and at the end of the warrant was like oh now, you know, this is like, what? That doesn't make sense. So how do you make them fit naturally in the story of the game? We have a bunch of different ways um, of doing that. So some I won't reveal quite yet. Um, you have, <laughs> have to play yourself, but others I will. Um, so to start off with, um, Esther goes somewhere where um, earlier on um, in, the, in the lifespan of this, this place, the Rockery, novices came there and had kind of like a, a parkour, like the... Um, ba ba baby's first music puzzle um, in that world. So to to teach them the music and the magic behind it, the the preceptors we call them, the the old teachers, kind of um, had that parkour where where you have to solve puzzles and puzzles and puzzles and puzzles, and then you get somewhere. And later on, we have uh, a bunch of other setups for that. So that was kind of our way of saying, okay, we need uh, narrative, but we also need to to merge that with the story. Um, but we're also not um, that much of a classical adventure game that we need to to have like each dialogue hint at, at something and we don't have a lot of like um, word puzzles and, and that stuff so it's it's all um, in that case it's it's separate but we we um, the story is inspired by the puzzles and the puzzles also somewhat inspire the story oh sort of fit in together mm -hmm. then kind yeah. of naturally so th that, that that was a big thing yeah and cool. uh, about the narrative, it's also uh, kind of interesting. Um, we have German voice acting, but also English voice acting. So that was was very, very important to us to to bring the game to a German speaking audience, 
but but also uh, the broader obviously obviously mm. english speaking audience but we also have subtitles for a lot a lot of other languages i think we're at like 15 or 13 something wow something crazy like that so yeah we'll we'll have something for everyone that's that's great to hear and then with, with regards to voice acting did you do the voice acting in one language first or did you do both german and english at the at the same time or how, mm -hmm. how did you go about doing that so the the story was written kind of parallel um the portions i wrote i sometimes started in english sometimes in german <laughs> Um, Willy mostly wrote in, in German, then I then I translated it. Um, but it's actually, it was kind of a challenge to, to do it that way. Because um, we, we have a lot of poems and, and songs in Sonarty that like kind of have to, to rhyme and, and you have to mm. have the, the right rhythm for it. So um, that whole process of getting them from German into English or from English into German was um, very challenging. Um, but we we hope we've we've done a good job. Um, and voice acting wise, we did it character by character. So we did um, German Esther, English Esther, um, and then the other characters um, kind of the same way. Cool. Uh, yeah, it must have been difficult, as you mentioned, with the rhyming and with the poetry to get them to you know to rhyme and make sense. I imagine in both English and German. <laughs> yeah. So in my, um, my first life before before the developer life, I was a I was a translator. So oh okay um, okay so that I I hope helps, I hope I I've imagine. done it justice justice I hope I've I, done it justice. Yeah, because I did. I mean, a very brief course uh, in translating Spanish to English and English to Spanish, and I can speak Spanish, but translating I found very difficult. It's a kind of like you work a different part of your brain. <laughs> And um, so. yeah. and I can just imagine, especially translating poetry and um, you know something that rhymes because it might make sense in one language but not yeah. in the other. <laughs> yes, yeah, so songs are very hard as well because um, yeah, obviously when they're like every note is assigned to a syllable in some kinds of songs, so mm. you have to actually have the same amount of syllables in, in every <laughs> word as you have in the other language. So yeah, it it, it gets pretty complex. <laughs> I, I, I could imagine there was, I think in our Discord channel was a, someone who mentioned, um, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you played The Curse of Monkey Island, uh, you probably have, um, you know, the song, at least in the English version, there is a song, you know, a pirate that I was meant to be. Mm -hmm. And it's every, it's every time a guy with three puts, you know, speaks to try to get him to stop the song, it it's a rhyme, they rhyme it with something else. And he stops it by saying, oh, we'll all need an orange. And they can't rhyme with that in English, so they stop the song. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just thinking, how could you do it in a, in any other language? That's the challenge of localization. It's mm. it's a very interesting job at times. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it is. I'm sure you have a, a lot of work there, but it's it sounds interesting. Yeah, um, absolutely. Very interesting. Uh, and then how did you find the voice actors? Uh, because from from what I played at the demo, the voice acting was really good. And yes. uh I, and I know that nowadays, I think, thank, you know, there are more and more talented professional actors available than maybe 15 years ago or so. But in your case, how did you find both the voice actors for the English and German uh, voiceovers? A lot of looking, a lot of searching. Um, <laughs> we really just went through databases of voice actors and looked and looked and looked. And in the end, we also had help from uh, from our publisher, Ash, to find the right people. And we're just so happy um, to, to have found the amazing voice actors. I'll, I'll talk about English mostly because that's <laughs> that's course, probably yes. mostly the audience. Um, oh, you'd so, be surprised. There are people from, I think, uh, from, I think, parts of Europe anyway. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, English. Um, so we have Rhiannon Muschel as, as Aster, and um, she's just lovely. She's uh, a stage actress, I think, first and with Corona has kind of looked into voice acting and we were so fortunate uh, to, to get her casted because she is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really an amazing performance and the emotion she gets uh, in the lines we've written is just, um, yeah, I mean, it's just almost brought a tear to my eye when, the, when we recorded for the first time. It was really, really cool to, to see that come to life. So we're so, so grateful. Cool. And how did you go about directing? Did you go about directing um, in both English and German, or was it? Did you have a voice director? Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll quickly talk about about the other like main role we we have. That's, oh yes. Um, sorry. Sorry. My mistake. Yes. Yes. 
no worries. Um, that, that's um, Andrew James Spooner. Um, some of the UK people may know him because he was like he did the Muppets. Um, he was in the Muppets. Wow. Show. Um, <laughs> and he is. I mean, he is just also. He does the a perfect rendition of the Lumbo we had in our our heads when we wrote the dialogue. So. Um, he goes from like uh, very happy to to very grumpy to to very serious at times um and it's just seeming it's just seamless he he's a real pro so we're also like super happy to to have cast him um, perfect for the recording process um we um Will and I are uh, somewhat experienced when it comes to directing um voice acting um Willi has done audiobooks before in his professional career so um we kind of said well, well we'll we'll just do it ourselves and hope to hope to get some good performances and it's been very very easy with with the actors we've had to to get good performances so we're grateful for that definitely and then the the german voiceovers then um mm -hmm. do you want to mention who, who they are as well um I can. <laughs> if, you, if you can, of yeah. course. If, uh, um, <laughs> so uh, we have Michael Tietz, um, who is. Um, let, let's. I'm, I, I don't want to. I want to do him justice. He is, I think, seventy <laughs> seventy six years old, and wow. um, he's he's playing Lumbo. And I mean, he is absolutely great. Um, he is an old uh, musical star in 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 Germany from the like West Berlin times <laughs> and wow it's, it's it's really cool to to have him on board um he do, he also does a does a great um, rendition of of Lumbo in German uh, we recorded him in a in a proper studio when in the summer when covid was kind of down so we actually uh, drove to Berlin recorded him in a in a proper studio so that was also a uh, a very cool experience and for um esther we have uh, zamina koenig who is uh, a very very young voice actress but um nonetheless like she uh, absolutely took took up the challenge that um that michelle laid down and and ran with it so also very very happy to have her uh, she's also um, active on twitch as a streamer in the like German sub community of Twitch. Nice. Well, I get from the English version, I can tell that uh, the voice <laughs> acting is very good. I'm pretty sure from what he said, the good German story. is as well. Um, <laughs> now, Laura in the chat says, uh, yeah, sure, his rhythm is definitely questionable. I mean, I can't argue with that. <laughs> and uh, she also asks, um, were there any games that inspired the team in making this game? So were there any particular games at all that inspired you? So I think we always we, we started off with the idea of um, Zelda, but without a sword and with panpipes. That, okay. that, that, <laughs> that, that was kind of the, the, the goal we, we had in mind. Um, obviously, Ocarina of Time and, and these kinds of games um, inspired us heavily, especially when it comes to the musical um, part of Sonority. But other than that, it's really just uh, a mix of all the adventure of all the puzzle games we've all played together um from from the witness more recently to to portal and other games that kind of um, do the the intertwined story and puzzle aspect so well cool yeah I've, i haven't played the witness but i've heard you know plenty of good things many people say it's a classic talos um, principle as well is yes is, very very strong and, and inspired the puzzles pretty heavily oh cool uh well then as well one thing we haven't and it, we haven't mentioned and i guess it's pretty hard to mention at least on the audio side but it's the look of the game the game looks spectacular um it looks really really good you know it's as i said look very colorful and cheerful but then mm -hmm. i'm sure the story well you mentioned this melodramatic or not melodramatic um melancholic, melancholic. Yeah. not melodramatic sorry my mistake <laughs> <laughs> not melancholic. Quite that <laughs> uh, but how um so again what uh what, what uh, engine are you guys using and i suppose what what are you guys going for with the visuals you know what was probably your objective with the visuals of the game yeah um 
so we're using Unity. Um, uh, Vlad, our 3D artist, is using Maya for, for models and, and stuff. Um, but other than that, it's it's mostly Unity. Also, the um, some some animations are also uh, done in Unity. Um, Aesthetic-wise, we are inspired by kind of more like low-key uh, indie games like uh, Rhyme, Moss, Windbound, uh, Kina Bridge of Spirits. It's also a big one that that came out recently that we all mm. just found gorgeous. Um, and I mean, the, the 3D character, um, I have to say, is the one thing, the 3D Aster, is the one thing we did not do in-house. Um, we had a partner <laughs> in Room 8 Studios with that um, who've just done a beautiful job of, of uh, taking the, the art we had of her and turning it into a really beautiful character with, with great animations that we're also, also grateful for. Um, but other than that, everything's done in-house. There's barely any asset purchases. So everything you really see is is built by 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 Vlad. Um and wow. we're we're very proud of him. Yeah, that's I mean that's it's a ton of time it takes to do that and we're all very, very dedicated. So our, our hearts really are in this project. Yeah, it it never ceases to amaze me, you know, what you know, what people can do, you know, especially nowadays. <laughs> uh, that uh you know, like you said you're in the studio yourself with a small team and yet this game with the animations as well you know from what i saw like even with the blocks and everything mm -hmm. um just the characters you know how detailed and how beautiful the, the backgrounds are yeah. um that you don't need to be a triple a studio to be able to make a game that looks really nice anymore which is yeah. great as well it's if, if you're willing to throw a lot of time at it um everything <laughs> everything can be accomplished currently yeah yeah really i mean cool. of, of course you know it takes a lot of time as you, as you mentioned but there's clearly talent as well uh in yeah. your team yeah. which 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 is great to see um and now i also wanted to ask you this discussion that you know we have a lot as well about about games and about you know difficulty and about accessibility now um you know i also, i believe that developers should make the game that they want to make i've always tried and pushed you know for that that mm -hmm. you know nobody should demand i know that players and fans we are demanding we say no we want a game like this <laughs> you know like include these puzzles include it this way but i always yeah. say look let developers make the games that they want to make mm -hmm. uh, and see what happens now i also personally you know i'm happy to see that there's more accessibility options uh, or more options for people as well um so now you mentioned as well about how these audio puzzles you wanted to make them accessible for people you know yeah. like myself who are musically <laughs> challenged uh what, what is your opinion in general overall about accessibility then in games do you think that we're uh that more games are more accessible do you think we still have more ways to go with anything that you would like to see more of or anything you know just in general what's your opinion I mean, absolutely. I think we're heading in the right direction, and a lot of a lot of big games have also come to include like colorblind mode by by default, mm. which was a big thing, um, especially in like competitive games. Um, but also, um, other accessibility features are are really important. We've included controller support for Sonority, so there will be complete com controller support. I know that's um, important mm. um, for for some people. And um, otherwise, um, it's it's hard with Sonority, really. Um, ob the obvious question is uh, for Sonority: uh, Can deaf people play it? Like uh, that, that's that's the, the the question that comes mm. to mind first for me, because um, that that's that's going to be the, the biggest challenge, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I suppose there are limitations as well, depending because you're an indie studio as well and resources yeah. as well. So Absolutely. thinking in a perfect ideal world, get, you know, these games I'm sure could be played by everybody. And and uh, um, we, we've managed to to get Sonority to a place where um, we have everything apart from like 2% and a bunch of optional content that could be played by a deaf person as well. So, wow. you, do, so, so you don't need to uh, need to actually hear most of the stuff. But obviously, and that's like a really important but here, um, it'll take away a lot from the experience when you're when you're not listening to to what to what's on screen. Mm. But, um, but that, yeah. that, that that's the only caveat caveat I have. <laughs> 
Um, well, I but, mean, since it's a musically, you know, inspired game, I suppose that's yeah. kind of natural. But yeah. no, I have to say that, as I said, I was able to play the demo. But, <laughs> um, so I think that should alleviate any, if anybody does have any concerns, they can, I can't play a musical instrument. Look, I can play through the demo. It's it's there. Like, I wouldn't say it's dumbed down, but it did help me like you do help and the player like get yeah, used I mean, to the, it. Yeah, I mean, the, the progression and how we, how we build up the difficulty, I think um, we, we've mm. put a lot of work into that through through testing and through just being very careful of um, what to do where and what not to do. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully we, we did a good job with that. But so far, it seems like you, you have. You're in the right <laughs> direction, at least. Yeah. Um, and another, another question, actually, that I heard from... Um, I think someone in the in one of the in the, one of the developer interviews at the big adventure event mm -hmm. is um and I'll ask this to you is this uh is is is, is this you know your are you guys full time working on this game or are you guys working this part time as well or <laughs> yeah. now if you don't if you're not able to answer this no problem at oh, all absolutely. but I'm also uh, well, the question was as well. Um, if, if this is your full time or if, even if this is part time, how do you guys look after your mental health? <laughs> um, because yeah. game development can be very stressful from what I understand. So, yeah. Or any um, advice you have other indie developers? So, we, Sonority is financed partially by a German grant um, and partially by the company itself. We did. Um, um, some software projects before that to to finance parts of Sonority, and that's lasted us mostly through through the development. Um, we are not getting paid handsomely. <laughs> let's let's put it like that. Um, but so you're not multi-millionaires uh, with not helicopters yet. and <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. Um, Maybe when the game is released. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> enough people buy it. Um, but yeah, we, we, we're all working full-time on this. We've all been working full-time on this for most of two years now. Um, and when I say full-time, it's really, it's a bit more than, <laughs> than a normal full-time job. Um, we, we all put in long hours, I imagine. Yeah, long, long hours. I mean, especially the last weeks, um, with awards coming up and the release obviously coming up for Sonority, um, We've like worked through weekends completely, like twelve, thirteen hours, Saturdays, Sundays, um, and yeah, it's 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 hard. Um, obviously, you need to be passionate about what you do. You need to be really have have the heart in the project, and I think you also need to make sure that everyone is on board with that. So mm. you don't want to force people into those hours. You want to, <laughs> you want them to say, obviously I'll do it because this is what I enjoy and and I have fun doing it and I, I enjoy seeing a good product. Um, so that's I think the the first important thing to not to not force people into doing it. <laughs> and um, the second thing is, you just need some other thing in your life that you enjoy and you just can can switch switch off uh, completely switch off the developer part of your brain and just do that other thing so be it like uh, walking outside working out or even i i play like rpgs uh, on the side i play some competitive games or or uh, walk my dog and th those kinds of things i think are important to kind of balance out the the stupid amount of work Mm. Uh, you do sometimes um but also i think um breaks after the games published um we hope to take a bit of a longer break and and see that we can kind of um regain our creative juices and uh and um hope to make a, a next game that's that's as creative as an art team yeah, well, hopefully we'll be able to travel once the game is released again. Oh my but, God. Uh, uh, because we'll, I've been, we'll I spent a lot of time in my house, my room, like, yeah. like I'm sure nearly everyone around the world the last year and a half, two years. <laughs> oh, we're so sad. Like um, some of the uh, award shows um, and the and the GDC or like all all kinds of like trade shows as well. We're so sad that we couldn't attend a single one. The Gamescom. Mm. Um, Will and I attended our first Gamescom together when we were like twelve. Oh wow! Uh, and and like to be there as a developer would have just been 
absolutely amazing but sadly it's just just the online version Currently. yeah which is not i mean i think it's great that they're going ahead yeah. i mean i think it's very important but yeah it's just i think what i've learned the last few years is that nothing beats like being in person yeah. like, i mean yeah. i love doing this podcast and speaking to other developers if i could speak face to face like in yeah. person but um but yeah even uh laura went to gamescom was it yeah it was gamescom um a few years ago and just hearing her speak about it, I was like yeah i want to go next time um yes. then covid hit <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, hopefully. Um, now, Kieran in the chat mentioned that's brilliant. A game centered around music, which is almost all playable for deaf people, is a great achievement. Yeah, uh, which it really is. Yeah. It actually, it really, really is. I, I was expecting yeah. you to say no. Sorry, there's nothing we can do. But the fact that it is, it's yeah, which I think would also have been reasonable. Um, yeah, I don't but, think you know because it's very niche. in terms of accessibility. There has yeah. exactly, but. No, I'm, I mean, from what I've played, I really enjoyed the demo. The game looks amazing. It sounds amazing. Uh, do, do you have any release date, more, more or less, or when it's ready? Or <laughs> We will release uh, first quarter this year. So um, pr probably looking Ooh, wow, at... First the, quarter 2022. Yeah, looking at the end of the first quarter, probably. But we'll have, we'll have more news um, very soon. So we we have some we have some dates in mind, but uh, we'll have more news soon. <laughs> Very nice. Can we expect uh, going to be released? Oh, sorry, I you you broke up there. Where can we expect a game to? Sorry, where can we expect a game to be released? So okay. well, yeah. I presume it's on Steam and anywhere else. Or yeah, f first of all, we're we're going to release on PC. Um, with other consoles, we'll we'll see later on if there's ports coming. Um, but uh, we'll release on Steam. Um, we're currently working on maybe also releasing uh, Epic Store and Humble Bundle Store, but um, nothing like firm on that. We'll just it, it's probably gonna release there as well. Yeah. Perfect. But, uh, first and foremost, Steam. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Now I'll include the links in the, in the show notes and in the description when I put the video up later on as well. Mm -hmm. um, is there any? Uh, where can people find out more about the game and about uh, your company? Um, I think the easiest is just on the Steam page. Um, everything about the game really is on there. We have two trailers. Um, one more coming soon, hopefully. Um, a bunch of screenshots. And if you're um, even more interested, we have a Discord server um, that, that people can join and we're happy to, to answer any questions um, on there as well about the game. And yeah, we hope to, we, ha we have a, we have a semi-active community on there, <laughs> but um, if anyone wants to join, I'll, I'll just drop you the, the link. And yeah, I'll include that call. in the show notes as well and description so um i'll put that into the to the chat for people watching live um and, and yeah uh well i think that's everything from my end then is there anything else that you'd like to mention to other people watching or listening uh before we finish up um we will release um a song trailer soon that has a has a has a big song uh, in there and um, probably another trailer so watch out for that um coming coming soon to a youtube channel near you well i really look forward to finding out more about it it, as I said, <laughs> it looks and sounds amazing uh, and uh and yeah well thank you very much for joining me ralph and thank you so uh, much for having me no worries and thank you as well to the people in the chat for joining us uh, this will be available on the podcast and on youtube at a later time as well and thanks again to hitcent i forgot to thank them in the previous uh interviews <laughs> for hosting the big adventure yeah, event and big uh, thank you so uh well the very best of luck with the development and uh, i'm sure we will keep in touch so that was my interview with hanging carton interactive i hope you all enjoyed it and uh, if you like what you see and like what you hear, then you can check it out on Steam. Uh, the link will be in the show notes and in the description. And um, and yeah, hopefully uh, you can check it out and enjoy it then. Uh, so and thank you to Hanging Garden Interactive for speaking to me as well. 
So, um, so yeah, so next week I'll be, or next time, I'll be joined by Thomas and Laura. We'll, we'll be talking about the adventure games that we will be playing. Uh, we will hopefully have already added our um, our episode, or we will be about to add our episode um, with the adventure games of the year 2022. We talk about our favorite adventure games that we played uh, 2022. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have some more great interviews ahead uh, for the podcast. Um, so again, feel free to subscribe and like this video. And uh, if you like what we do, you can also become a Patreon. I'm sure there'll be some exciting news that uh, hopefully I'll be able to give during the year. Um, now, you can also leave reviews for this podcast uh, if you wish as well. That's also huge, huge help. And uh, and yeah, so once again, thank you everyone for your support and for listening and for watching uh, and uh, for encouragement. It really, really means so much to me. So, um, so yeah, so thank you everyone. Take care. All the best. I will chat soon. Goodbye. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it. And you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com. So until next time, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.